Welcome back to Couch Conversations with myself, Rani. This week, we are on our final episode of the mini-series. We've spoken to Godman, who spoke to us about money management, the Yarlin, who spoke to us about property investment. And this week, we speak to Travolta, who talks to us about different types of investments, where to look for those investments, and how you can make the most of your money. Hello. Hi. Hi, Ronnie. Hello. Hi, Travolta. Welcome to Couch Conversations. It's great to have you on. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, so, Travolta, we obviously, we've got you on. You're the third third episode to be with us in terms of um, sharing the money series. Um, we've had Godman talking about money management. We've had Dayalan talking about property investment. And now we're going to come to you and talk about investing um, in terms of the trade market. So um, tell us a little bit about where you are based, what you do, and a little bit about your faith journey and your cultural roots. Brilliant. Yeah, sure. So I am in northwest London in Harrow. Um, I live here with my wife and five-year-old son, who is fun to have around at half term this week. <laughs> um, you know, and professionally, I have been in the investment capital markets for the last 16 years, I've worked at three different uh, investment banks and in the process of moving jobs to become the treasurer of a UK fintech, which is quite an exciting time. And in terms of my faith, uh, you know, I've, I've had a personal relationship um, with God since a young, young, um, young boy, really. My, my dad was a pastor in a church. I've kind of grown up in the faith and, you know, had times where I've been able to really seek God and grow in that faith as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic to be able to talk about all these different parts of my life, you know, on your podcast. That's amazing. And what's your cultural background? What's your heritage? Yeah, my, my heritage is originally uh, Sri Lankan Tamil background. Okay. So, um, yeah, so there's a bit of a community in northwest London, no doubt. Nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of <listening>. course. <laughs> That's brilliant. So we're going to get stuck in. We're going to talk about investment. So, the very first question I've got for you really is what difference have you seen in the trading market, you know, before and during the pandemic? Um, mm. And what do you think will be the case um, as we come out of lockdown? I mean, it's been a massive change financially for, for our economy. So, you know, what mm. do you see? Um, what have you seen and what do you see happening in the future? Yeah, that's it's, uh, we've all been caught up in coronavirus or COVID-19, you know, with lockdowns and the impact to our lives. And it's such a big fundamental event. So with the capital markets, we saw originally as the lockdown started to happen and people realized that this was going to be not just a health incident, but a real pandemic of a global scale, um, companies started to sell off. So in the stock markets around the world, so across all different sectors from, you know, aviation to telecoms to tech, Lots of companies start losing their, their values because they realize that suddenly people are not going out to shops and, you know, living their normal lives and getting out and about and even their jobs and um, will suddenly be impacted. As that mm. happened, and you know, we kind of started to around March, April time, uh, especially in, in the West, like in Europe and in America, people started to move to their homes and, and those who could work started to work from home 
companies realize actually a lot of them had already been prepared to be digital right. and so what we started to see from about june was some of the re- sectors recovering um things like aviation of course was massively impacted but from june to october we saw a bigger kind of recovery really across so many sectors what happened was the central banks which are in charge of looking after the inflation expectations are in different uh, jurisdictions so for example the bank of england in the uk mm-hmm. they started putting in a lot of liquidity so they bought bonds they put in cash into the system and there was with all this liquidity companies could then have the confidence to know that their assets had value so their confidence started to come back in and this then supported the stock market but then as they started buying up bonds then it meant that the returns on these bonds started to go down and then investors were then thinking well how do i continue to make some returns and they looked mm. again to the stock markets so you've seen this kind of bounce recovery starting to happen and now people are really thinking about well where is this going to go with all this liquidity you know do prices keep rising indefinitely or is it now even talking of inflation you know after so many years we're hearing that we can kind of cover some of these things in detail later yeah wow it's such a it's you know obviously it's impacting businesses so much but not just you know um, large corporations but obviously individual businesses um but also people's finances so um when i interviewed godman you know we're talking about money management so what is the connection between money management and investing yeah this is a great place to start because really both of them have the same foundation and that's discipline and really being honest with your connection with money and you know your podcast looks at faith as well and you know if mm. i think about how i think about money it's it's so connected to my experiences growing up you know my own circumstances and my own preconceptions and what my parents taught or didn't teach um we never talked about investing at home we never you know it's all very much like you know there's this cash flow and that's it you know that sort of um approach to money and and really when you look at your your income what's so important is to think about not just your salary but also putting a little bit back into investing and making it discipline so taking the thought process out of it so every month 10% 20% putting that away and we could talk about how you do that but you know making it systemized that's so important and i think mm. when you think about investing in the markets and you're looking at you know a good return could be 10% or 15% but if you've got a credit card that's charging you 20% or now an overdraft that's charging you 40% in some cases you know that's yeah. you need to go and sort that out first yeah. you know and i think that's when money management and investing really come in together put the foundations in take care of your your outgoings protect your income and then begin investing yeah, I think that's the same advice that actually Godman gave on his as well, that, mm. you know, before you even think about investing, get your personal finances in order. You know, the last thing you want to do is start investing and actually you'll find yourself, you know, get yourself into trouble with money. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, who are in debt, who are struggling with finances. So I think investment is definitely a good way to go forward in terms of, you know, if you've got the, not necessarily the extra surplus, but we'll come to that in a minute mm. as well in terms of obviously what you need. But You've got to have, haven't you, the right foundations in place in order to kind of build that house and build that um, that, that financial, um, mm. you know, kind of safety net for, for going forward as well. So 
in terms of you know what what should people be looking out for or be aware be aware of obviously when they're investing you know what kind of budget does one need to start investing yeah of course you know nowadays it's so easy to get started literally from 50 pounds 100 pounds in really small amounts you can get yourself on the investment ladder and you know I, i must say that all the advice i give is my own personal advice you know i'm not a financial advisor you know give that caveat you know please do your own research but a really important way that you can get access to the markets is through what 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 are called exchange traded funds or etfs Mm -hmm. for short and if you think about it you know if you put ten thousand pounds into the stock market you know there's another question of how you do that we'll look at the mechanics but you know a really basic question is why you know should you do that should you just leave it in the bank and if you think about in the uk the the FTSE 100 which mm. is really the 100 biggest companies all put together in a group or called an index you know if you put ten thousand pounds on that index to say well as the value the market capitalization of those companies go up my investment goes up and if you did that back in 1986 today you would have returned 195,000 pounds just by what's happening with their companies and that includes like the dot-com boom includes you know all the different crashes includes all the covid impacts as well and the first rule of investing is stay invested and that means not just putting your capital in but every dividend all the income that comes out of those investments to reinvest that back in and so important because if you put ten thousand pounds in and you took the the returns from some of these shares called dividends if you took that out mm-hmm. and said well that's a bit of income for me then that ten thousand instead of being worth one hundred ninety five thousand would actually only be worth fifty three thousand pounds so that's for 35 years you know and i i, I think you know we could talk about time horizons and things but stay invested so important Wow, that, that, absolutely. And Gervalta, what, what types of key investments are there? You know, are there any particular ways to keep an eye on potential investment opportunities? Um, you know, some of us will be more knowledgeable about this kind of stuff, but I'm a complete novice. So for someone like me or, you know, anyone who's in my shoes, what are the key types of investments? You've talked about, um, obviously, FTSE 100, mm. um, the top 100 companies. Um, but, you know, is there particular sectors? Like, mm. you know, what, what, should we, what should we be looking out yeah, for? Yeah, great question, because now you're getting into the detail now what's happened especially through covid we've seen the um, the continued dominance of certain companies certain sectors it's no surprise Mm -hmm. that the technology industry is so strong but even amongst that globally is the concept of mega 25 which is quite an interesting thing which is we're starting to classify yeah so you've, you've kind of got the biggest and the most strongest companies across the US, so you know the, the Facebooks, Apples, Microsoft, but also mm-hmm. across China, like Tencent, Alibaba, Alipay. So these guys, all these companies together, uh, you can, you know, your, your listeners can look up the Mega Twenty Five and see what okay. industries they're in, because they are the ones that are so well equipped for you know the digital world, you know, in a, you know, yeah. w- with whatever changes we're going to have that are permanent post COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. And that's really, that's really important to know, actually, because obviously, um, you know, as you said earlier, you know, particularly, I think from an Asian perspective and may, maybe from other cultures as well, but 
we are not really taught, you know, where to invest or how to invest. Mm. Um, and, you know, we'll come on to kind of the things to watch out for as well, obviously, in terms of financial. So um, and what about cryptocurrencies? You know, are, are they valid? Investments? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's very topical. You know, um, those who, are, who have been involved in cryptocurrencies have been there for a number of years under the radar. Now with mm. you know Bitcoin at sixty three thousand dollars, which which has gone up you know when it was really like twelve thousand dollars a few years ago, um, are there's a whole there's a whole range of stories you know so there's some very big winners there are some big losers you know out of the whole cryptocurrency um, price uh, appreciation. What's what's really important is to be aware of what you can invest going into something which is still quite a new asset class so mm -hmm. you know there were there have been stories of people who borrowed or used a lot of this core savings and put it into cryptocurrencies and lost it in previous cycles so there's there was a cycle a very high price increase in 2013 and then again in 2017 and we're in the middle of another one right now you know so okay. what's hap what happens with these cryptocurrencies affect is is that they are blockchain digital technologies which allow payments to be made allows goods to be bought and sold and they they all have slightly different features you know bitcoin is the one that's talked about often i was just about to ask <laughs> yeah so that's the that's the original kind of the the the, the first coin that purists are really really um you know supporting so with Bitcoin, there's only a certain number of Bitcoins that can ever be made by the whole Bitcoin right. algorithm. So it's almost like gold, ultimately. So there's like there's a finite amount of gold in the ground. It's like there's a certain yep. amount of Bitcoin. And as more people use it, then the, the value of that Bitcoin starts to appreciate. The problem is that it's still not fully integrated into you know, our day-to-day -day lives. And what actually a lot of the cryptocurrency enthusiasts are now getting excited about is when companies like Tesla say, you know, we'll accept payment mm -hmm. in Bitcoin. Now, what does that mean? Because now companies will either have to follow suit or say, you know, we're not going to do that. And you get the momentum, which has started to happen, which some companies will now look to digital wallets, which is a way of, of, a, of a, an individual moving between cryptocurrency and normal currencies, or fiat currencies. Right. And getting a bit more comfortable and it and it'll probably be a bit like you know no most people don't know how wi-fi works or you know 4g but we still use this technologies you know it's kind of there so mm. you know if you can imagine just having a wallet with different cards one of them could be bitcoin yes. one of them could be a central bank digital currency so there is there's a lot more i think people need to research to be comfortable with but yeah you know i think um it's something that individuals should 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 have a look into oh it's not something sound like a really silly question really but um are cryptocurrencies like you know like the bank is regulated mm. are cryptocurrencies and bitcoin are they regulated um you know by by the government mm. or you know is it just more of a business yeah great question they're not regulated and in fact the whole concept around cryptocurrencies and why they were created was because of the the, the feeling that regulation was really favoring the banks or favoring certain players in the markets. And right. the concept of the, the cryptocurrency is that any person in 
the the system would be able to kind of effectively be like a bank verify transactions can know there's you know can verify the authenticity of uh, another person on the network mm. and so you kind of go away from needing the safeguards now as someone who's worked in the industry i think there there does come a point when it come, when real people with real savings start getting involved you know whether it's through the ppi scandal of, of banks or through yeah. you know libor rates you know people make mistakes and people kind of assume that there is some protection you know and i think that's mm. what has to be worked through and that's going to be a big thing in terms of regulation going forward yeah wow it's, that's, that's a minefield isn't mm. it because i think for a lot of i think a lot of people um there are people who are going to be you know looking forward and thinking about how can we uh, invest how do we you know um essentially have a better financial future um and i think particularly as christians as mm. well you know and i'm sure that's you know a true for other faiths as well but we are called to be good stewards um of our finances yeah. and that means you know doing good doing good with what we have um and so that kind of brings me on to kind of the next question really is how do you practically make and manage your investments you know should you get a financial planner mm. like how does that how does that work? yeah I, I i would always recommend everyone to do their own research you know um there are so many good resources out there really good free resources as well um, one i use is it's called morningstar they're, they're global okay. you can look up and you can kind of educate yourself from you know from scratch right up to the level of quite sophisticated investments you know it's, it's the amount of time you really have to put in that's where the financial advisors come in because people are doing other jobs you know they've got families got things to do and they may mm. not feel like they can go and do all the, the research and the, the detail of what they want to allocate funds to you know so even if it's a hundred pounds a month i would recommend you know looking at resources like morningstar um the financial times and and thinking about you know what's your view on the economy because ultimately even if you don't know anything about companies or different sectors just your view on the economy you know you can see what's happening in your own country with covid and you can yeah. think well actually i think you know the lockdown is now going to mean people are going to come out and be wanting to spend and there's going to be a rebound and you know you kind of have a view and you're engaged and you're someone that wants to you know do something with it and i think that that is so important and so then if you even if you've got that very basic foundation when you speak to a financial planner then you you are much more aware of you know some choices that you want to be active in you know because when investing really has to do not just with your desire to kind of look at returns you know which is called mm -hmm. a yield um, but it's also about your own personal circumstances because some people may be thinking about retirement and so you know they may think they may think well i can put a certain side of my salary um you know my own approach is i would take 10 percent and say i'm going to put this for a 40 year or 30 year window and not worry about it mm -hmm. so um i don't need to get any income anything i invest is, is through an accumulation fund so anything that the, any shares that i have any returns goes back in um and i would invest right. it through um a uk isa which is a tax efficient way so so everyone has a twenty thousand pounds allowance per year so if you invest mm -hmm. Or if you use your ISA, then any returns that you make is tax-free. 
which is which is great. Um, if you have children, then up to the age of eighteen, they have four thousand pounds each as a, a junior ISA. And so there's there's a way of thinking about the time frame. So that's one way. The other approach is thinking about short term and thinking, well, you know, things like cryptocurrencies. There, it's very hard to think about them in a, a longer term window. But one thing that mm. is really powerful about investing um, is something called dollar cost averaging. And and if I okay. maybe I can explain it, um, ho- that <laughs> would be helpful. Best I can. <laughs> because what happens is people think about the stock market and they think, oh, it's great when it's going up, and they hear about oh, you know, the neighbours who put some money in and it's doing well, and you know, but they're also aware that there are times when the market sells off, you know, through COVID or through um, mm. different events, the global financial crisis. They think, well, will I lose my money? And ultimately you've got to think about what happens over a period of time because you know i gave that example of ten thousand pounds in 1986 to yeah. to um right now and being 195,000 with all the returns and that includes all those really awful crashes and down market days and that's because you know when the market yeah. so if you put 100 pounds in into a fund and you buy a hundred pounds of an index, then and imagine you get one unit, right? Because it's one unit is a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and then there's a market downturn, and everything's gone sold off by fifty percent. If you still put another hundred pounds, if you put a hundred pounds in, then you can either, um, well, you can either put fifty pounds to get the same amount as before, or you can put a hundred pounds in and you get two units of what you would have bought before because it's half the price. Now, when the market rebounds, yeah. you can then sell your units for double the price. And now that over a period of time is called do- dollar cost of averaging. So you're putting £100, the market sells down. So if you put the same amount of money in, basically, you can just buy more of it. And then mm-hmm. when it rebounds, then you've got more. Got you. So ultimately, the investing is a view of the growth of the economy, the growth, the rebounding of an economy on downturns and the, the trend really to, to continue in that direction. And that's so powerful because that all kind of compounds up and compounding is an amazing thing because it, you know, you start to really pick up, accelerate on your returns. And that's mm. why staying invested was, you know, what I said earlier is so important and um, a good stewardship of your money is thinking about, well, how do I think about the long term? How do I think about my, you know, my future, my retirement, my kids, my parents, you know, all of that as well. And thinking about it, setting a strategy five years, 10 years, 20, 30, and, and then doing something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really helpful. Um, and I've, I've understood, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to listen back <laughs> to it properly so that I can get my head around it. But just from a, just from a novice perspective, you know, from someone who's not invested, um, so the process is essentially, you know, look at things like Morningstar or, you know, um, other good you know, research, basically what those um, mm. companies are. And then how does one go about investing? So what, what, what's the next, what, what do I do? So I've, I found, I found the company I want to invest in. Yeah, the next sure. Step? So let's talk about the mechanics then. So, so really simply, um, the first thing before you even invest is make sure you're allowed to invest. So as many, many professionals, um, your company, especially mm-hmm. if they're listed, will have rules around your own personal account dealing, 
called pad dealing. So if you work for a professional organization, make sure that you're up to date with all the rules. You know, do you need to notify them? So if you work in finance, for example, that's the case. You need to tell your employer mm -hmm. when you buy shares, there's certain rules. So once you've got that, then the, other, the, ne the next thing to do is to understand your tax efficient allocations. So I mentioned in the UK, you have each adult has £20,000 worth of allocation mm -hmm. that they can invest in. So definitely use that. So the mechanics of that is then you would find a provider that, you know, there are various different ones. I'm not affiliated to any of them, but a good one is Fidelity. Mm -hmm. Fidelity. Um, another one is Vanguard. Okay. You know, just Google these companies, find out how you can get yourself set up and start entering you know um, um into different investments by and by you know putting in even 50 pounds a month or you you know some of them might have mm -hmm. like 20 or 10 pounds minimum but putting a small amount in um and putting in and then getting a feel of you know how it works really so i would put in you know 50 to 100 pounds the first time if you're a brand new invest investor and put it into your mm -hmm. account and the way you do it is you can, without even selecting an investment, you can put it into the cash. And then once it's kind of on your account, you can then move that um, investment from cash into a fund and you can move it into, um, you know, like, like a very vanilla, very safe fund that, <laughs> um, <laughs> that would, which, which by definition means it's kind of not as riskier so we can talk about risk maybe maybe that's a, yeah. it's a good opportunity now so as you kind of step yeah, in, so, you've, so you've so so ronnie you've you've got 100 pounds you've found one of these companies called you know let's use um fidelity investments for example you've signed yep. up you've transferred 100 pounds from your bank account and it's sitting there in your account so then now you're thinking well what do i want to do next you know where do i go from here so you need to think about mm -hmm. your own risk appetite so if you think about stocks and, or shares in the UK, as we call them, but you, you, you have to understand that if you put £100 in into a company, the mo it, could, it could go up in price indefinitely, or mm -hmm. it can plummet and dissolve as a company and you lose everything you put in. So your cap capital's at risk, right? Yeah. So if you put £100, the most you can lose is 100 yeah. So the first thing you need to understand is to be comfortable with your... Um, amount of capital being at risk so if you can't lose 100 don't put it in if you can lose a bit more then great yeah. and that this is where it's important to systemize it make it systematic so every month maybe 100 or maybe five percent or whatever you're comfortable with it goes automatically from account into your shares account from from there okay. you make a choice about putting all that 100 up at risk or maybe allocating 20%, 40%, 60%, 80% of it into government bonds. So the governments have the ability, if they ever get in trouble, to raise funds from taxes, you know. So they are mm -hmm. a lot less riskier, but in return, you would lose the, the upside, okay. really. So you kind of, you've got this scale then from 100% all in equity to 100% all in bonds and nothing in equity. And it's like, if you imagine like a slider scale, somewhere in between, you can find, well, you know, I might be comfortable with, you know, 80% in equities or 100% in equities if you're thinking about 
you know, I don't need the cash right now. I'm, I've got a long time frame, you know. So once mm-hmm. you once you decide how comfortable you are, then you choose a fund based around that setup. So that a fund will basically say, I'm going to take your hundred pounds, and I'm going to put eighty pounds of it into equities and twenty pounds into bonds. Just say, let's pick that one, for example, and and okay. and that's it. So you, you could have picked a fund in the UK. You could pick a fund that's global. And what's happening is there is a fund manager who will go and say, if we take the global example, would look all around the world in their, in their own investment mandate and buy across thousands of different companies in, and perhaps in different sectors. And, you know, you can have a fund with several thousand companies all with their own characteristics but because you've got this diversity or this diversification, as it's technically called, as, as some go up, some may go down, mm-hmm. but the, the diversification reduces your portfolio risk. So if you think about putting all your money, £100 on Apple, as Apple goes up and down, then you're exposed, you're exposed yeah. to, to Apple and something happens with them in the, in the, in the news or you know, some sort of court case. Um, is announced, then the prices go down, or they make an, they make a new you know new product, and the prices go up. You're fully exposed to one company, but when you when you buy into a fund, yeah, you might only put a hundred pounds in, but you're actually buying into something with thousands of different companies, all with their own characteristics, and that diversification yeah. really improves your risk profile. Um, and that's and that's kind of a one one way of going about, you know, getting on the ladder making that investment and as, as you kind of get comfortable with that the next step is then going away and saying well you know we talked about the mega 25 we talked about doing some research and thinking about which companies do you feel can really advance in the next five ten years you know who are being who are who are mm. going to help us come out of covid globally you know um and equip us to yeah. work remotely you know maybe return to some sort of normality travel again but maybe not the airlines you know there's, there's lots to think about there um yeah and that's a good way of thinking about those sectors you might put uh, in your next month's you know next month you might put another 100 pounds in the you know um technology sector in europe or you might go into the you know the silicon valley and so on so there's different ways you can kind of do that wow <laughs> That is, that's that's really helpful. That's really really helpful, actually. Um, just in terms of obviously understanding what investment is, you know, how you can go about it, how you can be practical. Obviously, you know, as you mentioned, make sure you're not in any debt. Make sure you haven't got credit cards. Make sure you're not in a position where you're gonna, um, you know, essentially, mm. you know, shoot yourself in the foot because this is this isn't a risk. It, you know, investment yeah. is a risk. You know, um, and I, I guess the other thing is is well, I was just saying from a faith perspective, um is obviously it's a gamble you know um and you've just got to be careful with you know you know prayerfully seeking you know what is the right thing to do you know and obviously logic and common sense comes into all of it but um you know also you know for those are christians and listening you know praying about it you know asking god is this the right thing for you to do because he knows something that you don't know right now (laughs) so it's um it's being aware of those things so um 
I think that's really helpful in terms of obviously return on investment, you know, thinking about those things we talked about, obviously having a fund where there's multiple companies involved, um, you know, and not putting basically your eggs in one basket, you know, make, you know, if, you know, have something where you can, um, you know, you're not just putting, mm. relying on one source, really, you're relying on different um, aspects. Um, and just to kind of as a kind of kind of final takeaway is there anything else that you want to you know um, you've talked about some websites you've talked about Morningstar you've talked about Fidelity um, is there any other websites or any other recommendations that people can yeah, look, look at yeah there's so much on um, Google Finance so if you ever want to look up mm-hmm. a price or just get some general news there's so much uh, available there or Yahoo Finance as well um, but just get comfortable with doing some research and get comfortable with thinking about the economy you know your economy the global economy get comfortable maybe picking up some news stories um there's so many good podcasts as well um i listen to the ft uh Mm -hmm. daily briefing it's like five to ten minutes um and it gives you everything that you need to know to start the day what are the big headlines to think about as well uh so many resources so i definitely recommend that that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And so, guys, just as a roundup, really, what, what um, Travolta said here is that, you know, um, do your research, make sure you're not in any debt um, and, you know, look at where is the best place to you know invest your money um, and invest long term. I think there's some key points there to kind of take away. Um, and, you know, as mentioned, look out for those websites, check out podcasts, see what people are doing, keep your ear to the ground. Um, and, you know, pray about it. Pray, is it the right thing for you to do? Because, um, you know, being good stewards means also uh, looking after mm. where we're investing. Um, and, you know, that, so that's some, some really important points there. So thank you so much for your time and, and for your knowledge, because I'm a completely novice to this. So I've, I've learned so much stuff that I didn't know. Um, and I think I'll be um, definitely getting my head stuck into, um, you know, understanding all these different types of investments and what there are. So thank it's, it's you so much for your time, Travolta. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Thank All you. right. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Thank you for joining myself and Travolta Mohan on this final episode of the Money Series. If you'd like to find out more, you can find him on LinkedIn under Travolta Mohan. Until next time, take care and God bless.